Have you ever done something stupid in your life? I mean, really dumb? It's a pretty easy question because I think we all have. In fact, right now, you're probably thinking of many things that you would ask yourself. You know, one of those things, if you could go back in time, you would tell yourself, don't do that. And you say things like, you know, why did I say that to them? Why did I date her? Why did I break up with her? Why was I so stupid? Sometimes we can look back on our life and we see that there's something in our mind that just kind of locks in those negative moments, those moments of regret, those moments that we wish we had done something different. And it's funny that those are easy to remember. The good things that we did, the smart things that we did, we have to actively go back and think about those. But the dumb things, they just come in naturally. You could be mowing your grass and you're thinking about, why did I date her in eighth grade? And you don't know why it's there, but it just popped up. Those negative things come up easily. And it's especially true when you connect with old friends because they love bringing up the dirt on you, don't they? Anything dumb that you did that your friends were with you, they're going to remind you, do you remember when you fill in the blank with your stupidity? Now, of course, you do the same thing to them, so I guess we're all guilty of it. But the biggest problem with this is it kind of shows a pattern, a negative thinking pattern. It's not just with old memories, but sometimes as men, we do that to ourselves with just everyday life. We have a tendency to focus on the negative in our own life. And that hurts us and it keeps us from having the right focus in our life. And we're going to find out what it does to us and how we can overcome it on today's show. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Confident Man Podcast, empowering men with the confidence they need to live their adventure. Now, here is your host, David Maxwell. Welcome to the Confident Man Podcast. I'm so glad that you joined me today, and I'm so glad that you want to be a better man. When you listen to shows like this, it shows that you are taking an interest in your improvement, in your growth. That's going to make you a better man. It's going to help you in every area of your life, and you're going to be amazed at some of the great things that happen to you. Now, I've got to be honest. If we're going to talk about negative things today, There's a funny photo, a negative photo out there of me that I hope never surfaces. I used to have it, but I think in Hurricane Katrina, we lost all our pictures, so I lost it, and that's really not a bad thing. I hope everyone else I know lost it. I was around 10 or 11 years old. I had gone back to Georgia to visit my dad, and I joined the swim team for the summer. And the swim team got together, and they were going to take a group picture. And I thought, okay, little 10-year-old me and my little... 10-year-old swim team bathing suit was out there. Let's just say I did not have a Baywatch body at the time, but you know, I'm 10. I didn't care. So I'm at there. And for some reason in my mind, I thought, how am I going to find myself in this group of people? What am I going to do? I only stood right in the middle and everyone in front of me was like on their knees. So I was almost the middle of the whole picture. But in my little 10-year-old brain, I thought, I'm never going to be able to find myself in this picture. I have to do something to differentiate myself from it. So what did I do? For some reason, I held my hands up in front of my mouth and I thought I'll be able to see that. It's not that everyone else can see me, but in my brain, I just couldn't do it. I wanted to stand out. So I literally held my hands in front of my mouth. The guy who took the picture, I guess he was in a hurry. He didn't care. He just took the shot and moved on. He didn't say, hey, kid, put your hands down. Everyone else is smiling. They look great. It's a picture they're proud of. For me, 
It's a picture I'm embarrassed of. It's got all this stuff. It looks goofy. And I hope everyone who has it got rid of it because they're like, who's this idiot kid? And it's funny how those kind of things live with us, doesn't it? I was 10 years old. That was a long time ago. I can still remember that because I was kind of stupid. Do you remember the stupid things in your life? We can all bring up the funny things we did, the dumb things we did, sometimes the serious regretful things we did. We've all done it. And on today's show, we're not talking about the old dumb stuff. But what we want to do is we want to talk about really the negative things that stay in our brain from yesterday or the things that are negative in our brain that just kind of live there rent-free in our head. I think every man has some things that they're dealing with because we're really good as men at beating ourselves up. And when I say we beat ourselves up, what I mean is we take maybe something that we thought was dumb, we replay it over and over in our head, and that's just from yesterday. And the problem with that is we develop this inner critic in our head, almost like that movie critic who doesn't like any movie. We have someone who lives in our head who just sits there and pounds us over a lot of the things that we do. And it's always negative. And the problem with that is it really does affect how we live every day. It affects our daily attitudes, our actions, the stuff that we do. It also affects how we connect and relate to others. So you may say, well, David, that's just going on in my brain. It's not going to hurt me. It really does hurt you. It hurts your relationships with other people. Because if you have a constant flow of negative inside your brain, you're not going to connect with people as well. You're not going to be as good as you could be in every area of your life. So we want to deal with that. We want to figure out why do we beat ourselves up and what can we do to overcome that? So we're going to talk about a few areas. Today, we're going to talk about the spotlight focus. We're going to talk about the attitude adjustment. And we're going to talk about the journey focus. thing we want to talk about is the spotlight focus. Now, when I say that, you may be like, well, what are you talking about? Well, let me illustrate it. There's a scene from a movie that I still remember as a kid watching. It was a Steve Martin movie called The Lonely Guy. And there's this scene where he's going to eat at this really nice, fancy restaurant, but he's by himself. Steve Martin walks into this fancy restaurant and he asks the maitre d', do you have a table? And the maitre d' says, yes, how many? And Steve Martin says, I'm alone, one, I'm alone. And the maitre d' looks at him. And as soon as Steve says, I'm alone, the whole audience Everybody in the restaurant stops talking and turns and looks at him. And he just feels this pressure. And what's hilarious is the maitre d' says this way. They start walking to the table and a spotlight hits him. And everybody watches him as he walks to the table. It's a hilarious scene. And it really does show a lot of times what we feel when we're out by ourselves and doing things like that. And many of us have this thinking in our brain that I think this illustrates, that we think the spotlight is always on us, that people are always watching us. And this hyperfixation on ourselves actually has gotten worse with social media because we really do think everybody's looking at us. But the reality is very, very different. Most people don't think of us because they're thinking of themselves. Everybody's thinking of themselves, but they think everybody else is thinking of them too. And they're just not. And so most of us don't notice things in other people that they think are obvious. See, a lot of things in your life, you think, oh, everybody saw this. Everybody noticed this. Why? Because you noticed it. But you're focused on yourself. They're focused on themselves. They're not really looking at you. They're not really thinking about you. So what can we do to kind of overcome the spotlight focus? What can we do to help that? 
Well, let me ask you this question. What do you notice? Do you notice a lot? Or do you notice a little? Do you think about others? This was brought out to me a while back. I was getting ready for church one Sunday and I was like, gosh, I don't, I don't remember what I wore last week. What did I wear? And I was, I was going through thinking, cause I was like, I don't want to wear the same thing I wore last week. Everyone will notice. But then I started thinking, what did my friends wear last week? I had no idea. And so it's really not that big a deal if I wore the same thing two weeks in a row. There may be one or two people who notice, but does it really matter? And that's when it really hit me. Nobody cares. Most people aren't going to notice those things. We notice it because we're focused on ourselves. So you have to think about what do I notice on others? And a lot of times you'll notice that you don't notice that much about them because you're thinking of yourself. When you introduce yourself to someone, what are you thinking? Okay, what do I look like? How am I presenting myself? How am I speaking? That's why a lot of times we don't remember their name. We don't remember people's names because we're not really fixated on them. We're fixated on ourselves. And that's what we have to remember. If we don't notice, most people aren't gonna notice us. So that can kind of give you some relief. It can help you think through, okay, maybe the spotlight's not on me. Maybe I'm in a room with one big light for everybody, and it's not this big spotlight that's focused on me. The other attitude that helps us with the spotlight focus is to understand that we aren't the center. In other words, we're not the center of the universe. The universe does not revolve around us as men. Everyone is not thinking of us. Everyone is not fixated on our life, what we do, what choices we make. Most people are thinking about their stuff. They're not going to think about our stuff. Now, we have to take responsibility for our stuff, but we also have to understand that that's our responsibility, but it's not something that everyone else thinks about. You know, sometimes we'll something will happen in public and we say, oh man, everybody saw how dumb I was. Everyone's going to think this. Everyone's going to think that. Most of them don't because they're focused on themselves. And that's a dangerous way to live life because what you're doing as a man is you're putting a lot of extra pressure on yourself. We have enough stress that it is already. We've got work to do. We've got a home to take care of. We've got wife. We've got children. We've got bills. We've got all these things to do. Why would you want extra pressure? We don't need it. So what we want to do is understand that we are part of the universe but we're not the center of the universe. I'm not saying you don't care about yourself. I'm not saying you don't try to look good when you go out in public and stuff like that. Don't go out there looking like a slob. Be a man, have self-respect, but you also understand that you're not the center of the universe. So let's take that spotlight off ourselves and we'll feel a lot less pressure. The other thing we can do to help with this spotlight focus is to focus on others. Train yourself to focus on others, to think about other people, and not just think about yourself. This can help you tremendously because when you're out with people, you're thinking, what can I do to help them? What can I do to make them feel more comfortable? How can I help them? Like when you go to an event and maybe you don't know anyone there and you feel awkward, Maybe it's some type of business event. Maybe you're out of town, you're by yourself. You walk into a room and there's, you know, 500 people in there. A lot of times we feel a stress of everyone's looking at me. Everyone knows I'm by myself. Everyone thinks this, everyone thinks that. They don't, but sometimes we feel that way. I wanna challenge you, go into that meeting and think, okay, who else here feels this way? Let me go make them feel comfortable. Let me go help them feel better. Look for someone else who may feel awkward just like you and go make them feel at ease. 
Think about them. Think about putting other people at ease. Because when you do that, you're focusing outside of yourself. And when you do that, you take the spotlight off of you. And that's going to make you feel better. That's why serving people makes us feel better because we're taking the spotlight off ourselves. So the next time you're at a thing like that or doing something different, focus on someone else. Don't just sit there and focus on yourself. You'll probably have a much better time and you'll enjoy it and you'll make better connections with everybody through it. The truth is life is not about us. We have to live life. We have to do things. But a lot of times we put extra pressure on ourselves. That's what the spotlight focus does. It's us as men putting extra pressure on ourselves. And when we do that, we tend to beat ourselves up more. We tend to have that inner critic and he's shouting and he's yelling and we listen to him. And I want to challenge you, take that focus off yourself. Everything is not about you. You don't have a giant spotlight on your life. That'll help you relax and that'll help you really be the man that you were designed to be. The second thing we want to talk about when it comes to why we beat ourselves up is an attitude adjustment. We all need to make an attitude adjustment. Beating ourselves up often has to do with us having this attitude or sense of perfectionism. We think I've got to be perfect in everything I do. Now, some people just naturally feel that way. If you're a type A personality, those people tend to struggle more with perfectionism. But for you, it may be something that a person put on you. Maybe when you grew up, your parents demanded perfection in every way. And so you demand that perfection for yourself. That's a hard thing to live with. And when we do that, we're adding more pressure to ourselves and we're making it easier to beat ourselves up. Now, I'm not saying we don't do our best. We should do our best, but that's very different from perfectionism. Perfectionism is where you don't really forgive yourself for not being perfect, for being normal. And that's where we tend to beat ourselves up. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And to change this attitude really takes intentional work. Change in this area, if you struggle with perfectionism, it's not just going to happen. You can't just one day go, you know, I'm not going to be that way anymore. You can think that, but you've got that muscle memory of perfectionism. You've had those thoughts maybe for years It's going to take time to build through that, to work through that. But there are some things we can do to adjust our attitude, some steps we can take to really help to change our thinking. One of the things we can do is name our attitude. And when you say name our attitude, what are you talking about? Well, we all have tendencies of thought. You may be an optimist. You may be a pessimist. You may be a natural critic. You may be a person who says, hey, no problems and whatever. You know, everybody's got different attitudes. That's kind of how their makeup is, the way they are. And we all have an attitude that affects us in a negative way. And one of the best things we can do is recognize it. Recognize that attitude when it comes and name the attitude. When you name that attitude, you're kind of separating it from yourself and you're going, that's not really me. That's not who I want to be. Recently, I, I've done that to myself. I realized that I have some negative attitudes where my, my inner talk was just kind of negative And I was like, why am I this way? And I would beat myself up. I would say things like, well, that was dumb. Everyone's going to hate that. And it's just this, I I realized this backtrack was playing in my mind. And I decided, you know, I'm going to name that. So I named it Eeyore because Eeyore helps me to think about it. Because Eeyore was always negative. No matter what's going on, Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh 
Everything is negative. Well, you know, it's sunny today, but it could rain later. And he's just a very negative person. And I realized I've got an inner Eeyore. So I began to name it. Whenever I I felt that thought coming up, I would say, okay, Eeyore, I see what you're doing. And it was amazing how much power that gave to my mind to separate those thoughts and not identify them. That's not me. That's Eeyore speaking to me. And I want to challenge you to do that. Maybe you've got an anger control problem and you want to name that anger control problem. You know, name it flame or or whatever. You know, pick a character from anime. Do something. Name the character. Whatever you want. But I would say name your attitude. That way you separate it from yourself. You know, I did this with my eating because sometimes when I'm just bored or I'm just watching TV mindlessly, I tend to want to snack. I tend to want to just eat. I'm not hungry. I just want to eat. I want that motion. I don't know. Maybe it's comfort. But then I decided, you know what? That's not a good attitude either. So I named that attitude Pooh. I don't know why I went with the whole Winnie the Pooh characters. It just kind of fit. But I named that character Pooh because Winnie the Pooh loves to eat. He's eating all the time. He's always going after honey. And I realized that that's me. I'm not really hungry. I'm just eating for a different purpose. So you can do it with different areas of your life. And when you do that, it'll help to change the way you think. It'll help you to recognize the negative attitudes that are coming out. Another thing you can do to make that attitude adjustment is focus on your growth. When you recognize your own growth, it's one of the best ways to quiet the inner critic. Let me ask you, have you grown and changed over the last 10 years, over the last 15, over the last 20 years? Do you make better decisions now than you did? Well, if not, then you need to work on personal growth. And I've got lots of other podcasts on that. But most of us have gotten smarter. We may have learned by doing dumb things. But a lot of times, if you do something dumb, you learn, okay, I'm not doing that again. You can even recognize growth when you go through hard times. And recognizing our own growth is a big part of silencing that inner critic. Because you're getting some momentum in your life and you're seeing, you know what? I have grown. I have gotten better. It's like people who want to lose weight. When they lose that first five pounds, they get some momentum going. And a lot of times that first five to 10 pounds really gets people moving. And then they go and lose the 50, the 70, the 100 pounds. But it all starts with that first few pounds. And what are they doing? They're recognizing, hey, I'm growing. I'm getting better. And when you see your own growth in that perspective as a man, it's going to make you better. So what you want to do is take that long-term approach to your life, that long-term attitude. That helps to stifle that inner critic. The other thing you can do to change your attitude is just learn to laugh at yourself. Life is funny. And one of the best ways to live life is to relax, laugh at yourself. When you do something funny, when you do something kind of goofy, when you have tendencies, everybody has their own little weirdnesses, the way they like things. You can laugh about that because that means you're normal. And it disarms your inner critic. When you're willing to laugh at yourself, your inner critic has no power over you because your inner critic may point something out and you go, ha, yeah, you're right. I did do that. And that means his words have lost power. They don't own you. And it also shows people outside of you how secure you are. Like if your friends say something to you, kind of making fun of you, and you laugh along with them, it doesn't hurt you because you're laughing with them. Now, I'm not saying laugh to hide or cover up. A lot of us did that as kids. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about genuinely looking at yourself and going, you know, I do do that. That's pretty funny. That means your inner critic has no power over you. It means you're not taking yourself too seriously. 
And you know, you enjoy life a whole lot more when you do that. We all like being around people we enjoy. We all like being around people who have a sense of joy. You can be that person. When you learn to not take yourself so seriously, to laugh at yourself, other people are going to want to be around you. Because what's happening is you're not expecting yourself to be perfect. You're not expecting yourself to have everything together. And when you are that way, other people are going to see how authentic you are. And you know what? They're just going to like to be around you. That makes us less uptight. It makes us more fun to be around. And it actually makes us have better friends. thing you can do when you have a tendency to beat yourself up is to think about the journey focus. Now, when I say the journey focus, I mean the long-term journey of your life. Like if you're climbing up a mountain trail, let's say you're hiking up in the Smoky Mountains and you've got like a five-mile trail to the top. When you start out, if within the first hundred yards, you trip and fall. Do you just stop? Do you just lay on the ground and think, I'm never going to make it. I can't do this. This is horrible. I'm such an idiot. No, you just tripped. You get back up and you keep going. Why? Because you got a long way to go. You got a long journey. One little trip's not that big a deal. So what do you do? You get up, you keep going. And we have to understand our life is not this moment. Our life is made up of many moments put together. It's a long journey. And that helps us when we're going through maybe a tough time. It helps us when maybe we've done something wrong. Maybe we have done something that is going to bring some pain in our life and some regret. But we understand, you know, I've got a long journey. I can get up and keep going. And so what we want to do is have some attitudes to think about this long journey. And the first one is to think long term. How does this moment affect you 10 years from now? 20 years from now. That helps us make better decisions today because your decisions today are a building block for the future, but they're not the whole structure. It's not everything in your life. You may mess up one block, but it's not going to mess up the next 20 years of your life. Even if you committed a major mistake, maybe you had an affair, maybe you got into bankruptcy, maybe you committed a crime, but the next 10 to 20 years after that, you can live different. You really can. You don't have to be the same person. You don't have to let one moment define you, even if it was a major moment. But most of us don't have those moments. Most of us, it's little things that we beat ourselves up over that in the long-term thinking, Nobody cares about. Nobody really wonders about it. And what you want to do is take the pressure off yourself. You want to focus on the long-term view of your life. Will I regret this action 10 years from now? That'll help you make better decisions now. Is this something I want to tell my kids or grandkids about? Would I brag about this with my kids or grandkids? If not, it may not be a good decision. And that'll help you do what? Make better decisions. So think long-term with your decisions. The other thing you can do is choose progress. Now, choosing progress has to do with the moment-by-moment -moment actions. And it really is an attitude that we have. It's an attitude where we say, hey, I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm just trying to get a little better. It's looking at progress instead of looking at, oh, I just want to be victorious in everything. I want to do everything perfect. I want to do everything right. A lot of men struggle with that. They think everything has to be perfect, so they forget the fact that I can just get better. Slow progress is still progress. Slow progress means you're moving ahead. And sometimes in life, 
Things are slow. Sometimes you're just going to go through a time where you're taking one step after another, and maybe they're hard steps to take. Maybe they're little steps, but you're still taking the steps. If you make only a 1% improvement in your life over 100 days, 1% every day, that's 100%. And what you want to do is think about what can I do to just take one step? I don't have to think about the whole journey. Like we want to think long-term, but how do you get to the end? You get to the end by taking a step today. So you think, okay, where do I want to be in 10 years, 20 years? Okay, in order to do that, let me take one step. Let me take a second step because I'm not there yet. And the only way to get there is to take steps. And you want to think in progress. And a lot of us do this in different ways. And we see the power of this in other people. You take organizations like AA. What do they say? They say one day at a time. One day at a time. Sobriety is something that they learn. It's one day at a time. Let me win today. Tomorrow will take care of itself. So what you want to do is think about what can I do to win today? What can I do to make progress today? So yes, you want to think long term, but you also want to just try to win that day. What's something I can do today that's one step of progress? It's just even a little step because a lot of us don't take those steps because we think I failed. I've blown it. I'm a failure. No, no, no. You just need to take a step. Take the one step and put those steps together and you'll make a lot of progress. The other thing you want to do when it comes to thinking long term is just keep moving. It's kind of like making progress, but you just want to have the attitude of I'm going to keep moving. There's a famous quote by Babe Ruth. It says, you just can't beat the person who never gives up. And that's what you want to do is adopt in your life a never give up attitude. When you look at the journey of life and you realize victory really comes when you just don't quit. You don't stop. You keep going no matter what. Our inner critic wants us to quit. Our inner critic wants to put us down. You'll never make it. You're a failure. Nobody likes you. All that stuff. That's what our inner critic says to us because he expects perfection. But when we say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to quit though. I'm not stopping. You don't have to give in to your inner critic. You can ignore him. And when you don't give up, that's what you're learning to do because you're choosing to make movement. Even if it's slow movement, even if it's, you know, one baby step at a time, maybe you're just shuffling your feet, you're still moving. And what that does is that silences your inner critic because you say, you may be right in some areas. I'm not that good right now, but I'm going to keep moving to get better. And as you have that attitude, you begin to show your power over your inner critic. You're going to stop beating yourself up. And you're going to start walking and making improvements in your life and being a better man. All right, guys, closing out the show today, let's understand something about us as men. Most men want to do everything perfect, and we tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And sometimes our self-pressure can be much harder than the pressure we get from the outside. Now, sometimes we've had pressure put on us by others and we, we thrive sometimes under that pressure, but a lot of times we beat ourselves up with that pressure. And we have to understand that we're not perfect. We're never gonna be perfect. And what we have to do is understand that sometimes our brain, that inner critic inside of our brain, expects perfection, which is unrealistic. So what we're doing is we're adding extra pressure to ourselves. That's why we beat ourselves up. 
because we expect this perfection that's unobtainable. So what do we want to do? We, we want to take that spotlight focus off of us. We want to remember life's not about us. You're not the center of the universe. Start thinking about others. Think about your life in terms of other people, your family, your friends. Get outside of yourself and you'll do a lot to take that spotlight focus off you. You also want to think about adjusting your attitude, doing things intentionally. Don't just accept your thoughts as truth. Don't just accept that inner critic. Recognize the false, even name the false thoughts. Learn to laugh at yourself. You will enjoy life a whole lot more. And the last thing is the journey focus. Think long-term journey. You're on a trek, a long-term journey in your life. Success is not so much a destination. Success is how you live every day. Success is just going on the journey. And you want to stay focused on that long-term journey. And when you do that, you're going to finish well. Because each day you're getting better and better. A lot of men live their lives beating themselves up. And when they do that, they don't enjoy life. They don't enjoy people. They don't make great connections. Don't be a guy who does that. Don't be a guy who buys into the lies that so many men buy into, where they expect this perfection. I have to have six-pack abs. I have to make a million dollars. I have to do this. No, you just want to be the best man you can be. Figure out that. Walk in that, and I promise you, your life will be a whole lot You've been listening to the Confident Man Podcast. Click subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. You can connect with David on Facebook and Instagram at David the Maxwell. Find resources to help you as a man at theconfidentman.me. That's theconfidentman.me.